Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with Miss Kim Vincetti. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. I know there's been a lot going on and we've been trying to get the schedule. So it's so good to talk with you today. Yeah, finally. Yeah, finally. Absolutely. So we'd love to start off with the most difficult question ever. Okay. Tell me, who is Kim Vincetti? So super interesting because I literally just read... I, I've just been reading um, Unleashed by Glennon Doyle and mm-hmm. one of the last um, chapters right towards the end, literally about half an hour ago, reading it, um, she said that's like a question and, and she said a lot of people say I'm a wife and I'm a mother and da, 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 and that's what you do and not who you are and that really made me think because we come out with these standard responses, don't we? Um, so yeah, God, who am I? That's a it's a great question. I would say I'm a survivor. Um, that's very much a big part of who I am. I would say that I'm a Lebanese party. Um an adventurer and a seeker. Yeah, these are very much part of how I feel in here. That is beautiful. And I'm glad you mentioned that book. That's I read the book a couple of years ago. And yeah, it's so true that we do that. We end up saying, I'm a mom, I'm this, I'm, you know, and what we do versus who we are kind of a thing. And so true. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it, you must have some really like. Obviously, you ask everybody this question, so it must be quite revealing the answers you get. It is, it is, and I love that you know. There's, and when you ask someone who they are, basically, it's, it, there's never two that are the same. I mean, yeah, like you know, some people are like, oh well, I'm this, 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 and I'm really you know energetic, passionate about something. Or, yeah, like so, sometimes, you know, just all of them are different. And that's, that's the key, you know, no two people are identical. Well, maybe identical twins, right? I guess, you know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great question. Yeah. Absolutely. And it makes, the, that's what makes the world go around, our differences and uh, commonalities. Okay. So how, tell us, how did you get started in music? I know, I know how you get started in music, but tell our audience. Um, well, I, I, I think I should probably have always been a musician, but the reason I didn't go into anything like that, a lot of it was down to childhood and bullying and the rest of it. Um, because my, I grew up with, with my grandparents and my granddad 
was always singing around the house. He used to sing in the war and um, it was a very musical kind of house. He always sang. Um, my uncle, his son, was uh, had his own band in the 60s, very talented guitarist. Uh, my birth mother has a very good voice. She, you know, late in life went into singing. Um, my son has got an amazing voice, you know, and, and I've always been more music than I have been TV. Um, but I remember, like, belting out a song once, um, early teen, and somebody saying something to me, like, because ridicule was what I always got for everything. And somebody said something like, um, oh, sound like a pub singer. And just from that moment on, I never really, you know, did anything or, or thought anything about it. And as, as I got older, I loved to sing, but like even in the house, I wouldn't sing in case the neighbours heard me or someone on the street heard me because instantly I'm fearing the ridicule, you know, so I don't even sing in the shower. And um, I was in lockdown. I just picked up a guitar that was left there by an ex and I thought I, you know, had the time to learn it. Um, and started writing songs. So I am a, a writer, have been a writer for years. So the lyrics came quite easily. And I found that I think I learned four or five chords and I found that I could write a whole song with those four or five <laughs> chords. So I just started writing songs and then I got brave and, you know, I had some social media accounts and I was like, you know, just putting a few things out there because video for me is, is much easier than in doing something in person. Because on a video, nobody can ridicule me. Nobody can say anything to me because it's a video, you know? Yeah. Um, so I started doing that. And um, then it caught the attention of someone that I'd uh, known on a coaching course who had a, a record label. And he just said, can you come down to the studio? I'd like to have a chat. And uh, and that, that was that. He kind of offered me a contract and said I think you've got something and and I said to him mm, do you think I could make a living out of it um because I don't want to be on stage I don't want to be famous I don't want to be you know fill a stadium I have none of those interests but I love to write music and songs and you know I quite like to sing in the studio and he said yeah because obviously now everything is digital so that's how it all happened. And I started releasing last August, one every six weeks. And I think it's my fifth or sixth one. That's my sixth one. So that's how it happened. Oh, that's so awesome. That's absolutely awesome. I mean, and, you know, they're so true that today we don't have to be out in front of people playing stages. And, you know, it's, you know, it was amazing. I had a, a great conversation not too long ago with um, Lacey J. Dalton. And she was, she was, she said to me, she goes, I was never the type that I wanted that fame that, that she goes, I just love doing songs. And, and, you know, a lot of times I had to do songs that weren't mine and stuff, but she goes, you know, it, it was, it was the song. It was about the song and that's exactly what it was. And uh, yeah, it was just, and the meaning and being able to touch other people and do things, you know, like that. And just, yeah. And to tell a story, it's a story, it's a story, you know, I love to tell 
you can get all of those uh, emotions out in song. But also, like I, I write songs that are not about me, um, mm -hmm. but just because you can identify somebody else's pain or somebody else's joy, you know, um, it's just for me, it's the words that just come. Yeah. Yeah. I think songwriting is, is something that, uh, you know, something that I've done for a long time, not so much in as much out and, and open and things like that, but, you know, writing is just, and I do it constantly. So I try to stay relevant. And uh, when I have time to find the great collaborators and co-write. So do you play, obviously you do play, I can see with a keyboard. Or I, I do not play. I do not play. No, no ma'am. I do not. And, and it's funny because yeah, you know, my last name, piano, everyone's like, you need to play. I'm like, I'm like, I've just never really uh, bound up between school and work and, and all the chaos in life. I've just never really taken the time to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. You know, when I was a teenager, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, parents uh, had struggled a little. So I was like, I can't ask them at the time I wasn't old enough to like really work a job, you know, like I could make money to do lessons. So I was, cause back then, no offense to everyone out today. We didn't have all the technology. I couldn't go on YouTube and learn tutorials. I couldn't, I mean, there was literally, you had to go to someone that could teach you how to play or you had to learn how to read music on your own. And I tried to learn to read music on my own. And I'm like going through, you know, the little EGB. I'm like, okay, so is this a minor or a major? I'm like, what is the difference? So literally it was like, that's the only way I learned anything in, in the music area there. But um, yeah, I mean, have we had the tutorials today? That we had back then oh you better believe i had i had a really nice keyboard you know but just didn't have the uh knowledge how to play i mean i could play a few things by ear you know little songs nothing major a couple christmas songs but that was all single-handed kind of a, you know yeah some people just i mean learn by ear don't they i i have to be honest i'm not very good at taking instructions so i've kind of just you know found my own way with the guitar and I'm not a great guitar player I'd like to be and I do practice um you know and I can strum a bit but I've got a long way to go but it is it is you know, some people just take their lessons and learn really quickly but I my brain just can't compute on that and there are some people you're right they can just listen to something once and they're like oh i got this and they've like picked up yeah. the instrument for the first time and i'm like yeah how in the can you like do that again like i'm totally like one away and yeah yeah it's kind of like maths for me you know once once somebody starts to give me instruction because it's coming out of their head my head goes no i can't compute i just have to learn everything myself <laughs> oh so let's talk about uh, your newest release. And I know we're recording this before it comes out, but it'll be out by the time we air. So let's talk about Wild Woman. Tell me your uh, inspiration behind that. Um, I was sitting here. It was a full moon. I was looking out of the window and I was just thinking about... Um, so I, I'm, also, I'm a yoga teacher. I don't teach yoga, but I went and trained in India to be a yoga teacher because I just wanted to do it. So I, I'm a nature lover. I love to be in the woods. I love to be barefoot. Um, and I have friends that are, that are like that as well. And it just kind of, I was like, oh, God, I love the moon. And, you know, and it's like the moon's blowing kisses at me. And I was like, oh, that's a song. <laughs> you know, and it just, so I just started to write some lyrics, picked up my guitar and 
just and that and that just came about I, it's a really I, I write songs really quickly because the idea come and then the words just kind of flow and they might need a little tweaking but um so I just got all of that um kind of terminology into this song and I thought I would really love to howl in a song you know experimenting as as we do so I do howl in it and when I went <laughs> when I went to the studio when I put it down in the studio the producer said oh you know we we can do more more howls with that and I said I don't want to do overkill you know but we ended up doing um it's changing it slightly so in the the chorus it's a how but also I did all of the backing and just recorded lots of different styles of how <laughs> and um, so it sounds like a wolf pack which is quite funny but I love it and I just think it's a great release you know um, like sometimes if you're angry or upset or even feeling joyous and you just want to scream or shout or you know, we, we live in a world where that's not really acceptable, especially walking down the yeah, street or something. Yeah, but we can do it with music. So I don't know about you, but if I've been driving and I've, I'm angry or I'm frustrated or something, and you just crank the music up, don't you? You yes. sing along yes. at the top of your voice and you feel better. And I'm thinking, well, a how is going to make you feel even better, and especially yeah. if there's a group of you, because there's nothing like... Uh, if you can get a vibe going between people, it just gives you such a good feeling. So yeah, there's howling in the <laughs> Can't wait to howl along. <laughs> Thank you. That would be great. <laughs> oh, so make sure we'll have the links in the description. Everyone, go check it out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, when my, when I played it to my son, he said. He said, "Why did you? Why did you let them put that backing track behind it?" I said, "It's not the backing track." I said, "I did every single one of those," <laughs> and it was. I tell you, it was fun. Oh, so tell me, who are some of the women that inspire you musically? Oh well, so so many. Um, I think because I grew up with my grandparents, so I got the old style conditioning, like you would listen to Connie Francis, um, you know, and um, some of the, there was a band that used to, a band, a girl group that used to sing in the years, um, and there was Maria Callas, um, you know, some of the really old style, and then later, um I would listen to uh Aretha Franklin and Nina Simone. You know, I love those that kind of that husky sound, that jazzy vibe. I loved all that. And then obviously Dolly, who doesn't listen to Dolly, you know, great storyteller Dolly Parton, which I just love. Um Eva Cassidy was one of my big, big, big icons her voice was just incredible otherworldly really i just thought she had the most amazing voice and talented guitarist as well um 
people like Loretta Lee and stuff back in the day I was listening to. So quite a wide range. And all the time that I'm listening to these, you're also listening, going through the decades of whatever's in, you know, on trend or in fashion because you're having that at you on the radio and everything. So lots of people, Annie Lennox, someone else with a fantastic voice, you know. Um, God, Sade I listen to a lot. So completely different genres, but these women kind of stuck. And definitely I can feel some of the influences when I, Absolutely. And it's so great to have the eclectic mix. I was just talking about that too. It's, you know, some people are like, oh, well, I have this mix. I listen to this, this, and everything in between. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that means you just love music. It doesn't, you know, you don't need to say, oh, well, I only like country music. I only like rock music. I only like alternative, whatever. I'm like, if it's good music, it's good music. It shouldn't matter what genre. I mean, there are times where, you know, when I'm doing data entry stuff, like that should say data entry, but analytic work, at, you know, during my day job. I will absolutely have Mozart, Bach, something, something more on that range, because yeah, it's just okay. I feel like I'm just like trying to focus, and I'm like, okay, that's great. I have it's perfect background sometimes, and you know, especially you know when you get into Beethoven's Fifth Symphony when you're having like a bad day and you're just like feeling angry. It's like it's perfect. It's like you just yeah, you yeah. got this. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's science behind that as well, isn't there? About playing classical music while you're working and focusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. scientifically bad. Um, yes, they've shown they have shown those the studies, the MRI studies, where if you're doing work, um, depending on the, or art or depending on what you're doing, um, they said that different parts of the brain with music will influence it more and make it overactive, kind of like when you have caffeine in it too. So it's yeah. it's, it's interesting to see that definitely. Oh, it is. It's amazing. And, and have you ever, you know, veering onto the spiritual path, the sound healing with the frequencies? Yes, I mean, incredible incredible when I used to do like a bit of Sanskrit um, meditation and stuff I'd often put a frequency behind the track just to, mm -hmm. and it just gave it a whole different but yeah my um love of I if I if I were to be defined as an artist where I want to go is country jazz and blues they're my they're, they're my they're my you know, loves really write and sing but um i'm kind of finding my feet as an artist so that the songs that i'm writing and obviously when you get down into a studio producers can change things and twist things so but i'm hoping that i kind of you know get the experimental and then settle on a this is my style mm -hmm. you know absolutely absolutely so would you like to do our 13 crazy questions <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me. I'm going to say there's probably a no to this answer, but do you have any guilty pleasure music? Guilty pleasure music? Not that I can think of. I, I want to guess you for guilty pleasure because you probably just enjoy what you enjoy and don't feel guilty about it, right? I know I don't. Never. <laughs> Yeah, I would put my hands up to everything, Kylie, to, you know, all of those, yeah. Yeah, everything, cheesy pop, yeah. European, anything that catches my, you know, I'll listen. Absolutely. Okay, so finish the statement. Today, my favorite song is? Oh. 
to say that. <laughs> but if you wanted a song from somebody else, I'd say today my favourite song is Tennessee Whiskey. I love I both have answers. Big love for that song. Tell us the best concert you've attended. Well, if that would be, I can't remember the name of it, but I was a teenager and here in London, there was a massive anti-racism rally and there was a concert held for it in Victoria Park in London. And at that concert were the police before they were really, really um and the vibe was high and it was just amazing that was probably my favorite beautiful you know there's something about music when there's a lot going on around uh justice wise it just it amplifies just, it, it doesn't it it, just, it does yeah mm -hmm. so tell our audience some recommended music they need to listen to before they die To Buzzard's original Savannah Band, it was. <laughs> it, I, they were the Studio Fifty Four band, um, and they evolved. You probably know that they evolved and did their own thing. And I remember being obsessed with a few of the songs when I was a teenager. Um, a couple in particular, Cheche La Femme, um, and Close. It's a great album. Um, you've probably not come across it before because it didn't have much longevity but it's a real toe tapper upbeat makes you feel happy and also uh, there's a couple of nice um, you could always say background music but really nice to listen to so I'd say that and also um, if you're ever feeling down lonely sad or depressed if you put van morrison dark side of the road at, on you will just be up and you know your mood will lift instantly absolutely definitely agree with that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of those songs isn't it uh, and eva cassidy's um over the rainbow that everybody has that in there yeah yeah, I would recommend anyone who hasn't heard any of, the, any of those, go check them out now. I mean, in general, uh, yeah. I was blessed enough to, you know, grow up on what we call the oldies, which are from the 60s and stuff. And, and, and yeah, and appreciate that from their, you know, even the 50s and 40s and, and, and upward. So. Yeah, you cool. too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me something on your bucket list. So, okay, so I'm a bucket list. Oh, I've done so many things. Um, I think, yeah, okay, I wanted to climb, um, uh, well, I can't think of the name, it's the mountain in Turkey, and I was going to do it for my 54th birthday, Mount Ararat. Um, I was going to do it for my 54th birthday, and 
I damaged my Achilles, so I couldn't do it. And apparently the best time to do it is in July. It's not like a real hard climb, but it's apparently you go up and it's all through meadows that are flowering and you yeah. get to the top and you come camp out. But it's also, Mount Ararat is also where they believe Noah's Ark rested and there's evidence of a big wooden boat there. So I just think that would be a super cool thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Love it. If we made a movie about your life tomorrow, who would you want to play you? I'd say Julia Roberts or Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Like both, both are a good choice. <laughs> okay, I'll call them tomorrow. We'll get started. You're so cool. <laughs> oh. Okay, so this next one is so serious. Um, it's not. Do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? really funny yeah i think i'd probably head down to my producer's house because he has um he has zombie stores in his house so he <laughs> he has a place in his house that's kitted out with you know cans and boxes and all of this stuff and he calls it his zombie stores so i guess that'd be the best place to go <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh. i'd love to ask you the same question I, you know, I'm not sure yet. I, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be following other people around. And uh, we keep hearing this. I, I might have to go to, to Canada where there's snow, Antarctica, maybe. I don't know. But Ooh. zombies, zombie movies, we're, there's going to be a zombie movie out with zombies in snow now just because we keep talking about this. But zombie movies and Walking Dead and all that have not traditionally been in snow. They don't like snow. They don't like cold, whatever. I'm like, oh, so I can just go to Canada, eh? Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so, someone else mentioned it. Plan. Yeah. I'm like, huh. M maybe <laughs> even we can go to like Norway for a while. I mean, there's, you know, hmm? Norway. Nice mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure there's lots of mountains we could find with snow too. So, yeah, I think we're, be fun. You know? I'm, yeah. I'm making those. These are all great <laughs> ideas. <laughs> oh, tell me something you would never do. You know, jumping no, out of a perfect plane. Yeah. <laughs> no, no jumping out of a plane. Never, not even a parachute. Not for a million. Not <laughs> never. Sorry. Oh, I was. I keep talking about uh, not parachuting. Oh my goodness. Uh, parasailing, where you go up and you have like that parachute, and you go up from the water, and you're up in the air. Yeah. That was really fun. I will tell you that that was a lot of fun. So if you know you kind of want to try the the whole theory out, you're you're I tethered to a line. I could do that. I, I couldn't jump out of the plane. I, I, yeah. It's just, it's that, it's, it's a fear of heights, but I kind of realized that it's more of a fear of man made heights. Like when I was at the top of the Eiffel Tower, I was like this stuck to the thing at the back and I couldn't look over because I was terrified. But if I'm at like a mountain, like I've been up mountains in Turkey and it's, it, it's because you've got a gradual way down, I think, and it's mm -hmm. not the sheer drop. 
Um, so to actually throw myself, no. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Bridge jumping for, with bungee cords, not for me either. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Wearing so hypothetically, if I need to throw a body off for no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Hypothetically, if I came to you and said, Hey, I have a dead body, do you know a good place to hide it? I promise we won't get arrested. I don't actually have a dead body. <laughs> I have read and watched far too many serial killer books and movies that I could definitely help you out. I think we have to call you first. I'm gonna <laughs> just it was I was fascinated from the psychological angle. I was I and I hoovered up all the books and, and everything on it. Yeah. I you know and understand it. Yeah. That's one thing like you know I joke about that in America here we have investigation discovery channel with and, and I joke because I love the show names like one's wives with knives and you know fear thy neighbor or fatal love or whatever they call them, right so they're funny right they're funny names they, they put a funny spin on, yeah, spin on you know violence and whatever you know so but in 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 retrospect i'm like it's actually very fascinating sometimes to just because it really does they take you like a little bit behind the scenes if you will and kind of get you into that the psyche of you know yeah. it's like what makes somebody do that yeah yeah there's there's the one show has a FBI profiler that you know she's retired now, but I mean, amazing when you start to hear some of the analysis that come out and, and just you're like, wow, I would have, I'm so sane, I would have never thought of that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. amazing. So scary, but amazing. Very, very scary. <laughs> Good to be okay. Involved. So yes, yes. So now that we've we've talked about that kind of affair, tell me something you're afraid of. I'm standing on stage and singing a song <laughs> yeah. oh. but it's so I guess the next question will you go to karaoke with me is probably gonna be no <laughs> karaoke so so a few drinks and uh -huh. I am the biggest fever on the planet but um that's that's a really funny thing isn't it like I think that's that's how you you grow so when you're you're like me i i started drinking when i was in my 20s and and i became probably before that actually but then you become the person that you, you want to be you kind of fit mm -hmm. in more yeah so yeah the liquid courage dangerous yeah absolutely and then i could pick up a karaoke mic <laughs> and i always used to sing don't it make my brown eyes blue that was my karaoke song and uh everybody loved it but of course i must have been wailing because i'd had far too many drinks <laughs> or but it gives you the courage doesn't it it does for sure okay so we can do karaoke that sounds good perfect yeah we'll do karaoke but yeah a few drinks yeah <laughs> absolutely without alcohol you know i always used to joke and say i'm not allowed to sing in public without libations so it's illegal so that way at least you know like I try to avoid, you know, at least that way if I'm drinking, I can be like, yeah, I was drunk. I know clue what I was doing. It was that yeah, bad. Sorry. Yeah, My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Some great ideas. So if you could be any person like Dolly Parton or a position like a CEO or president or something, 
who or what position would you want to be for the day and why? For one day. For one day. Just for one day. So I could come back to being me after. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's a really difficult question. Well, does it have to be a real person? Can it be, you know? No, no. It could be like a position. Like, you know, you could be a rocket scientist or I don't know. Whatever. I'd be, I'd be God, whether you believe him to be real or not, or her to be real or not. I'd be God, and then I'd just end poverty. In that day, I'd end poverty. I'd get rid of all hate. I'd get rid of all the bad things. You know, yeah. I'd put a lid on Pandora's box, and we could all live happily ever after in peace and love and harmony. Love that answer. That's the cool answer. Definitely. Definitely. Beautiful answer. So, do you have any words of wisdom you live by? And if so, what are they? Ooh, yes. Anything is possible and the time is always now. That's one of my favourite mottos. Because anything really is possible within reason. And the time is always now. People put off things because they think there'll be a better time in the future. And often, that never comes. They never do it. Absolutely. I love that. Love it. So what's what's happening for the rest of the year? You do have some more, um, you're doing some more writing, some more songs. Yeah, I just got back from the studio actually a couple of days ago. Um, and it's a country song called Pre-Loved. Um, and my son rung me one Sunday morning and he said, Moosh, he calls me Moosh. Uh, he said, I've got two words for you. I said, yeah. He said, pre-loved. I went, okay. He said, can you do something with that? And I said, yeah, sure. And um, about an hour later, I had a song called Pre-loved. And it's about, um, you know, it's about a woman who's never been loved. Um, but she's, you know, in, in the story, in the song, she's kind of getting the courage to up and leave and look for a better future. So, um I took that down to the studio with me this time and I just recorded um, most of it. I've got to go and finish it off next time. But um, that's a country song. Why was I talking about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's coming up. I've yeah. gone off on a tangent. It's so okay. It'll be the one six weeks after the one in March. So I'm on a six weeks release uh, contract. So I'm having to. Uh, get go down to the studio quite often and it's quite away from me it's uh, at the moment I'm getting a train if I was driving it would be a two-hour drive so it's quite away from me I know where you're from that's probably a normal day but England's yeah. only itty bitty like that so so you know um so yeah I'm on that six weeks structure and I have been doing a lot of kind of work on myself and, and writing therapy because I know at some point I need to conquer this stage fright, fear thing. And um, so there's a an open, there's a few little open mics around, but I live in quite a creative area, so there's lots of people, and it's likely I'd bump into someone I know, and I don't want to bump into someone I know, because when I first go and do it, I don't want to see anyone I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
strangers, strangers, please. So, so that's on my list. I'm trying to conquer this fear. That's something on my list. But yeah, m music basically is is kind of where I've put my focus. I'm finishing up a few book clients because I was ghostwriting um, throughout lockdown, and I'm trying to not lose the yoga habit because I normally yoga every day, but having been in Turkey visiting relatives in the studio, I haven't been doing it as much. So I'm kind of really trying to, you know, make a plan, stick to it, do it every day so that it becomes consistent and routine, but to make sure that I include all the music because it is so easy to let things slip. It is, it is. And even though you have lists and you're like, okay, and you try to plan ahead and set times, you know, yeah, I, I find that with, you know, I work a day job where, you know, it's more office oriented, back end analytics, things like that. And there'll be days I'll be like, okay, I can get all this stuff done. I'm ready to roll. I'm going, going, going. And it's like, there's a fire, go put that out and then get back to your stuff later. And, you know, so that, that, you know, just in general and in work, you know, we run the house, things like that, like you were saying, just trying to find that schedule, that balance. It's, it's, it can be always hard in our lives and creating those habits. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I this morning I started, I, I'm not going near the computer or the phone until 11 o'clock in the morning. Because I find when you wake up and you do that straight away, all of a sudden you've got things in your mind because there are messages, there are emails, and all of a sudden it's in here. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to just take that time in the morning, go and do my vocals on the beach, do my yoga, do my writing therapy, have my breakfast. I won't go near anything or any messages until 11. That's my new thing. I like that practice. I, I try to not look at mine too much in the morning and just unset my alarms because I you know, have to get up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I love it. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, Kim, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to meet you. And um, you've given me loads of really good... I'm going to Norway. I'm yeah. going to Norway. <laughs> no, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I find a so zombie apocalypse song coming out sometime soon. But see, you're just full of these great ideas. <laughs> I'll call my zombie Donna Piano. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm flattered or kind of shocked, but it's kind of funny in the same. In the nicest possible way. It's my British humour. It is. It is. I love it. Oh, and thank you, friends, for joining us. Make sure you check out the links below and Kim's newest music and follow her on socials. So we'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>